from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals post-game edition. It's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maisland. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports commerce editor with Chris Rankles. We break down the Bengals' big win at San Francisco. Skinny, I know they're all big. This one, though, felt like a significant win. How do you view this win for the Bengals? Yeah, Chris, how can this be anything other than a significant win? I mean, you were placing a team that actually ascended at one point just a couple of weeks ago to the favorite from the odd standpoint to win the Super Bowl, riding high, winning its first five games. I know they're reeling at the moment, but to go on the road, and they've also been really good at home as San Francisco, to get this win today was huge. And it's kind of the M.O. of the last couple of seasons, right? You know, 5-4 and four at the bye two years ago, 5-4 and four at the bye last year. They come out two years ago, go to Las Vegas and get a win, and that set off a 5-2 and two run that won the AFC North. Last year, they go get the win at Pittsburgh. That set off a 7-0 run that won the AFC North. Um, this was a this was a win. This was a game that actually, if you put in in a in a likely win or likely loss column, as I did when the season started in just a couple of weeks ago, in a prediction column, this is a likely loss. I mean, in all fairness, this is one you put in the likely loss category. So to come out here and, and win and win the way you did, playing complimentary football, you can look at some of the raw numbers. The defense gave up 460 yards. Some of those were garbage yards late. Um, you know, San Francisco was driving to tie the game before Jermaine Pratt came up with the interception. That's what good football teams do, though. You build a lead. You then have the defense make a couple of big plays. You then answer after your defense makes the big play. Logan Wilson gets the interception. One play later, a touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. And then to cap it off with a Joe Mixon touchdown run, this was every bit the statement when the Bengals needed to make to say, you know what? We're not going anywhere anytime soon like a lot of people thought they were, especially after the 0-2 and then the 1-3 start. I know we said the bye week was going to be big for Joe Burrow and his health. He looked like himself. Is it safe to say Joe Burrow's back? Yeah, Chris, I think he's been back for the last couple of weeks. I mean, obviously the Arizona game was a big step back when we saw him scramble, saw him buy some time in the pocket to throw a couple of touchdown passes, followed it up with a couple of brilliant drives against Seattle. Then the offense kind of bogged down. And I don't know if that was as much Joe Burrow related as it was just simply, uh, you know, Seattle playing really good defense that day. But then that extra week, the bye week, and I really think everybody expected Joe Burrow to come out and play really well today. Maybe not play as well as he did. 28 of 32, 19 straight completions at one point. That's one shy of the franchise record set by Ken Anderson back in 1983. If you ever had a doubt, maybe the Arizona game gave you some hope. The Seattle first couple of drives made you start to believe a little bit more. If you doubted that Joe Burrow was anything other than the superstar he is when he's healthy, today answer that question because a fully healthy Joe Burrow looked like the all-pro quarterback that he is. Skinny, the defense, once again, Ben, don't break. There were so many stars and big players on this 49ers offense. They got their yards. Brock Purdy had flirted with 400. George Kittle had a big game. Brandon Ayuk had made a bunch of big catches. But I thought the Bengals' defense did a good job not letting those guys take over this game. Yeah, Chris, I think that's part of the Luana Rumo theme. He says it all the time, right? Yards don't equal points. They had 460 yards, as I just mentioned a moment ago, and 17 points. Some of the yards, yes, came in garbage time. But the Bengals limited big plays today. There were a handful of explosives. Christian McCaffrey really didn't get off the track running the football. Most of the big runs came on Brock Purdy scrambles. They had a couple of, you know, medium to, to semi-deep pass plays, but nothing big that, that really got them quick points. And then in the run game, Christian McCaffrey didn't break hardly anything. So I think the Luana Rumo defensive model is always, 
you don't want to call it bend but don't break, but it's literally yards don't equal points. Let them nickel and dime you down the field. When they get in the red zone, we're going to come up with a turnover. We're going to make a stop. We're going to turn seven into three. We're going to turn three into zero. They did it today. The Jermaine Pratt interception took at least a field goal off the board, if not a touchdown off the board. And it completely flipped the momentum of this game where Frisco was about to tie it. So, yeah, this defense, I think it's situated the way Lou Anaruma wants it. It's healthy at the moment. You had Trey Anderson get a little bit nicked up today, but he came back in and did play. But this defense, when all hands are on deck, it may give up some yards, but it's going to get the stops it needs to make and the turnovers it needs to create, much like it did today. Joe Mixon, 87 yards on the ground and a touchdown and a homecoming of sorts for him. Should we expect his role to be bigger moving forward? Yeah, I don't know if this is the, the, the future of the running game, but it certainly was a nice start for the running game. And a lot of it, I think, came from them going back under center. They were not able to do that when Burrow was dealing with the calf strain. They, they went back under center multiple times today. And talking to uh, offensive lineman Jonah Williams, Joe Burrow mentioned it, Zach Taylor mentioned that it does unlock some things in the run game. It unlocks a variety of runs. It unlocks the play-action passing game. So this makes the offense even more diverse. The fact that, hey, when it can run the football, it's going to open up everything, get them in some good down and distances. I thought Joe did run really hard today. I don't know if this is going to be the consistent pattern moving forward. I do think they still need to find a complimentary back to Joe Mixon. I think the hope today was it was going to be Chase Brown. He then went on injured reserve. So who's that going to be um, in the coming weeks? Because they're going to have to take some of this workload off of Joe Mixon's plate to keep him maybe at the effective level he played at today. Going into the bye week, we had a few concerns. They looked as good as they've looked all year. Are your concerns gone after this win? Yeah, Chris, I, I don't think I had the concerns that others did going into the bye. You know, I, I've talked about this on my podcast. I wrote about it. I, I really thought a healthy Joe Burrow and a healthier T. Higgins um, and a healthy Orlando Brown Jr., who was magnificent today against Nick Bosa, that was going to get this offense to take the step forward because then it allowed Burrow to go back under center at times. It just unlocked a lot of different things that they can do and want to do on offense. It gets T. Higgins more involved. He's a really good receiver in the play-action pass game, and he showed it today. He showed it other times. He had that big conversion on the first drive of the game to keep that drive alive in which the Bengals capped it off with a touchdown. So, yeah, I, I know there were concerns. I know they're real, and especially when you look at the record, it's 3-3, three and, three, um, and a couple of the losses were really ugly, the Cleveland loss and then certainly the Tennessee loss, but my concerns were always more with Joe Burrow's calf and when would that return to full health. And as I said, I think it returned a couple of weeks ago, got a little bit better last week, got much better over the bye. Voila, here's a fully Joe, but very healthy Joe Burrow with all his offensive weapons, and look what they did today. And as they talked about, they left some points on the board today, so they haven't reached the peak yet, and I think that's a big key too. All right, one more for you, Skinny. Looking ahead, trade deadline on Tuesday. Do you think this team makes a deal? Yeah, that's a $64,000 question, right, is do they make those moves here in the, at the trade deadline on, on October 31st? Um, I'm of the yoke. They probably won't. It's not their MO. The only thing that changes my opinion just a little bit is the fact that Irv Smith did fumble today. Do you still trust him as the tight end one moving forward? Because you really don't have a suitable full-time replacement behind him. Drew Sample plays his role. Mitchell Wilcox plays his role. Um, Tanner Hudson, I think, can play a role on this team, but it's more as a receiver, and he's on the, the practice squad. So do you try to make a move there? And obviously with Chase Brown going on IR, um, you know, we didn't see a lot of Travion Williams touch it today. We didn't see Chris Evans touch it. Do they really have to think about going out and maybe not trading for running back, but signing a Leonard Fournette of someone of that ilk to come to this roster? So I, I do think it's on the table. It's not their MO to make trades, although in this case they do have a couple of glaring needs that you get a chance to fill and maybe fill with some quality players that can add to the mix and help you get that push to winning the Super Bowl for the first time. 
For Chris Wrinkle, I'm Richard Skinner. This has been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals post-game edition. It's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin, as the Bengals knock off the San Francisco 49ers.